Hello, and welcome to The Midlife with Kimberly Sampson and Tracy Feldstein. If you're over 40 and under dead, you're in the right place. Hey there, I'm Kimberly Sampson, and welcome to The Midlife Podcast, where we discuss tools and strategies to turn your midlife crisis into your midlife transformation. Some of what you'll hear is from the recipe I use to get myself out of my own midlife funk. Some of what we'll discuss draws on my career in finance and banking and my experiences with entrepreneurship. All of it, my personal experience and my professional expertise are yours to help you design your next best chapter and thrive. We'll also have a special segment called Reinvented sprinkled in every few weeks. You'll hear from inspiring women who have changed course after 40, proving it's never too late to start something new. Join me. Welcome to the fifth episode of The Midlife. Today I want to talk to you about the worst business advice I ever read. It wasn't in a book, although I do have a slight addiction to books in the self-help entrepreneur time management space. The best thing that ever happened to our family budget is that I started using my public library for Kindle downloads. Oh, just one second here before I move on to my main topic, I just want to share this little hack. I download books to my Kindle either from the public library or books that are free through Amazon Prime, and then if I absolutely loved it and think I'll use it as an ongoing resource, then I buy it. I don't know if you've noticed, but there are a lot of people out there making a lot of money spewing a lot of bullshit. My dollars are better spent elsewhere. So back to the topic at hand. I subscribe to a lot of email lists of different coaches, business gurus, and marketing experts. I am in constant learning mode not only for my own business and personal well-being, but so that I can be the best consolidator of relevant information for you. I know some people are very reticent to give their email address and subscribe to people's lists. I'm not. One, I keep a separate email for all that kind of stuff and segment specific time for paying attention to the information. Pro tip, do not load this burner email address onto your phone. That is a guaranteed time suck. Two, I know that an email list is critical to the marketing strategy of any business. I'm sympathetic to people wanting to keep in touch with their target market. I know what it feels like to have a product you believe in and want to be sure it gets to the population who needs it most and who's most likely to purchase it. So if it's a topic that I'm genuinely interested in or believe could be valuable to you, I'm willing to go on the journey to see what that person can teach me. For the record, I will always give you the source if a concept I'm talking about isn't my original thought. Three, I believe in the power of the unsubscribe. So basically, I've got nothing to lose and even potentially some material for my podcast, as is the case with this particular coach's email. To set the situation up, this person's business model is to coach other people how to coach. To be honest, as I tell you this, I'm starting to question what the initial offer was that intrigued me enough to sign up for this person's list. I'm actually offended by this business model, with the one exception being Brooke Castillo, who is the real deal. The kids call this meta, I just picture nesting dolls, especially because the topic of her email was recounting her conversation with her own business coach. But in retrospect, I don't believe she has a business coach. I just think she thought this was a good prop to relay her terrible advice. So she says she's talking to her coach a few years ago and telling the coach she wants to, and I quote, do something really different. Presumably, this is before she's become another coach of coaches. The coach asked her what she was thinking. Her answer, she doesn't know what, but she wants to stand out and be recognized. Friends, this is not a business plan. 
Standing out and being recognized is not a business driver unless you're a Kardashian. And actually, in Kim's defense, she was and is a spectacular product who understood her market. So actually, bad example. Standing out and being recognized is the result of having provided something worthwhile and helpful to people that has improved their life, made them more productive, brought them joy, increased their income, or maybe all of the above. The coach tells her that being different isn't all it's cracked up to be. My interest is starting to wane here because I have built my whole sense of self on the foundation that being different is all it's cracked up to be. You can't grow up red-haired, left-handed, and small enough to wear a size 6X until middle school without believing that your uniqueness is positively defining. The coach then tells her that a new idea could be a disaster, that people may not get you, and you may not sell anything. In my opinion, this is advisory malpractice. I'm all for being a voice of reason if I absolutely have to save you from yourself, but, and this is a huge but, I know that most people have enough negative self-talk to overcome. My job is to help you believe in yourself and then create an actionable and measurable plan to achieve great success. Most ideas are actually decent. They just lack implementation. Instead, this business coach's advice to my emailer is to find something out there that's working and just try to do it better, not start over. Ugh, haven't we been told this our whole lives? Just play it safe. Um, that's how we got to this place of unfulfillment, dissatisfaction, and inertia. From this coaching advice, the woman has an epiphany. Her email actually says, oh, I get it. And then she recounts that the problem with her clients is they are telling her that they're trying to, and I quote again, do X because it's new and cool and I made it up. Can I tell you that no one has ever told me that their motivation for going into business was because it was cool and they made it up? When she asks them how it's going, they tell her it's not good. So the thought process according to this woman and her coach is, one, decide to go into business. Two, find a successful business. Three, copy said business. And four, try to do it better. Her exact advice is to put your, quote, special sauce on what they were already successful at creating. Geez, if that were a viable business strategy, I should have just started an online shopping experience called Rainforest. This is the really funny part. Her call to action at the end of her email was for me and her other recipients to hit reply and tell her what it is that each of us wanted to offer. I think she'd just run out of business ideas and was looking for a new venture to copy. So shove your bland special sauce, pass me the salsa, and let's unsubscribe from this pathetic copycat and talk about how you actually think about starting a business. Her special sauce is rancid. Throw it out and make something delicious of your own from scratch. I'm not suggesting that you have to have a completely original category of business to be successful. It's okay, and actually probable, that you'll be in an existing type of business. All you have to do is walk down the bread aisle at the grocery store to understand that concept. There's 17 different varieties of bread with 10 competing in each flavor. Hell, go ahead and search the word midlife in your podcast directory and see how many come up. Wait, oh my god, don't do that. Wait, you know what? Go ahead and do that. Because I created the Midlife Podcast and my website and my course offerings because I had a driving desire to bring my approach and experience to women just like me in order to help them live their best life and thrive. Because I know I help people. Want to know something? I didn't even bother to research the competition until after I committed to building out my business. Now that was a little risky and I wouldn't advise you to do that. But I have a passion for what I provide and my capital investment was minimal, mostly just sweat equity. 
Also, I'd been searching for someone to guide me through my midlife crisis for the past seven years as a consumer, and when I didn't find what I was looking for, I created it for myself. The business element only evolved when it occurred to me that I could walk you through the same fog side by side. It wasn't scientific or deliberate, but I guess that was the market research. This is overly simplified in structure for the comparison, but you don't go looking for a successful business and decide to just throw your hat in the ring and hope for the best. You look to deploy your talents and expertise, and if that happens to be in a competitive field, so what? There's only one you, and you can survive and even excel if you are delivering what is uniquely you, what you are passionate about, and what you are willing to work your ass off for. I had the unique experience once of touring the locker room for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Unfortunately, it was the off-season and there were no players showering. There was a quote up on the wall attributed to Kirk Gibson that said, and I'm paraphrasing, that he wasn't the most talented player, but he was willing to work the hardest. That guy hit a walk-off home run to win a World Series game with a torn hamstring. You don't have to be a sports fan to understand that kind of grit. You have that kind of grit. I know you do. And you have talents and expertise and life experience that can be valuable to other people. So here's the real recipe. One, sure, go ahead. Decide you want to be in business. I think entrepreneurship is the single most empowering endeavor for women in midlife. Two, dig deep to find your talents and passions. Three, create a business and marketing plan for delivering those talents to those you aim to serve. Four, determine the size of that market. Five, research your competition, but don't let that dissuade you. The world is a very big place, and if your market is big enough, there's plenty of business to go around. Every time you start to panic, just think of me and the fact that I rarely buy the same loaf of bread from week to week. Six, build your offering, product, business. And seven, get to work. I've worked with enough people to know that step number two, find your talents and passions, is where people's faces start to pale and they hold their breath or just flat out say they don't have any. I absolutely know that to be false. And if I'm wrong, I'll refer you to Madam Special Sauce to coach you. But since that's a huge hurdle for most women, I developed a course to help you answer those questions. It's called What Do I Want to Be When I Grow Up? Midlife Edition. I'm just forming the interest list now and it will launch after summer. If you'd like to join that interest list, there's a link in the show notes, or you can go to my website, themidlife.co, and find the link on my courses page. I promise not to send you stupid emails with terrible advice. You'll get an occasional update on the podcast and more detailed information on the course as the enrollment approaches. Also, I like to reward people for joining my email list with course discounts. And of course, you can always unsubscribe. Before I end today, I just wanted to take a moment to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here. Many of you have taken the time to rate the podcast and leave thoughtful reviews. First, just wow. That is incredibly validating, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Second, we are all consumers who want to know what we're getting up front. I'm no different. So to have these amazing initial reviews written there for someone who may just be browsing for a new podcast is incredible. I strive to bring relevance, community, and inspiration to women in midlife, and maybe your review got someone to listen whose life will get a little better, maybe a little easier, maybe a little more joyful. Thank you for giving me that opportunity. So I'd love to hear what's percolating in your head if you're thinking of diving into the entrepreneurial end of the pool. I promise I'm not fishing for business ideas like Madam Special Sauce. I'd also like to hear about anything that's blocking you from taking the plunge. Maybe we can work through some of that. Jump into the private Facebook group, Muddling Through the Midlife, and let's continue this conversation. 
And if you're enjoying the podcast, I hope you're already subscribed and that you may even feel like rating it, leaving a review, or sharing it with your friends. Your support is very meaningful to me. I hope you have a joyful week and have some fun celebrating the fathers in your life this Sunday, either those that made you or those who made little ones for you. I also know that at our age, not everyone still has their daddy around, so I just want to send a little extra love your way. Join me next week for an episode I call Mirror Mirror. I'll talk about how you show up for yourself every day and how I had to use my own advice for the second time, getting out of a serious COVID lockdown funk. <laughs>